You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. A big revelation anchors an action-packed episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Worthy adaptation of one of Batman's most important cases. And finally... Black Widow, a worthy MCU action film. All this and more on the Cinema Gold Show. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. From the small screen to the big screen, we cover all the latest entertainment news. Join us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube every weekday. show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're breaking down the latest movie news and TV news from around the industry. Today we're talking Star Wars The Bad Batch, Black Widow, and more. So join us on this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show. Your tweets could be read on the show. Thanks, and let's get on with the show. Our first main topic is Star Wars The Bad Match, Episode 9. It sounds over the top, but it's true. 
revelations, and surprises propelling this past week's round of Clone Adventure Stories. Bounty Lost features excellent bounty hunter action and a pleasant focus on Omega, not just what she is, but what choices she makes when she's on her own. Sure, some revelations feel more like duds, but overall, it's an episode that certainly isn't afraid to move the plot forward, and returning characters and a real sense of threat keep it exciting. Bane has captured Omega, while the rest of the Bad Batch tries to catch up, she offers to help Bane's hassled droid, Toto360, as a way to escape her cell, but she's too late. Bane delivers Omega to an abandoned floating installation on the planet Bora Vio, where he's supposed to meet up with Tan Wee, the Kamino aide who ushered Obi-Wan Kenobi into the cloning labs in Attack of the Clones. Interestingly, there's a bit of a schism between the Kaminoans. Finally, Nalasi has done what she seemed likely to do and thrown in her lot with Omega, openly defying Prime Minister Lamassu's orders to recover the girl dead or alive. Fennec Shan is also in the mix to recover the asset. While she and Bane clash, Omega makes her escape, rescuing herself and returning to the clones to learn what they already know. Kaminoans want her because she's an unmodified clone of Jango Fett, like, like Boba, and therefore just what the cloners need to get their share of Imperial credits. Let's talk about that Omega reveal first. There are two angles here. Is this surprising, engaging storytelling? And is this a good look for a show that has faced criticism throughout for minima- minimizing the fact that Jango Fett, the original clone template, was modeled on a Maori man with a darker skin than most of the animated clones. The answer to the latter is a resounding no. Why does Omega look like she does with fair hair and fair skin? Sure, it wouldn't have been much of a surprise if a girl who looks exactly like Jango Fett turned out to be a clone of Jango Fett, but referring to a blonde girl as the pure version of a brown man doesn't quite seem like a great social message. As far as dramatic beat goes, the reveal that the Kaminoans want Omega because she's pure fat DNA is a puzzle piece gently slotting in. No hanging off the side of a seemingly endless drop for this parental revelation. Instead, it's delivered to both the clones and Omega in quiet conversation. A lot of things in this episode felt like confirmations of hints that make the story more solid. Now we know Omega's origins, who's on which side in the Kaminoan infighting, who sent Fennec, and a little more about how the cloners do business. And that's okay, the show seems more focused now. Funny that it happened in an episode without most of the main cast. Yes, this is the Omega episode. It's neat that her mouse and lion story doesn't really end in the help your enemies lesson. Omega's kindness doesn't sway the droid. Instead, she tackles him to get where she needs to go. Her positive view of the world, while a nice part of the character, I would want to see completely removed. It doesn't always guarantee the people around her will reciprocate. She takes control of her own situation, and I'm impressed with the way the show balances her capability with letting her make her own choices. She does the job herself, and the range of emotions she shows here from the her anger at Cad to her confusion at the answer to her parentage makes her feel more like a complete character. 
the little bit we get of the other clones is pretty nice too, with Hunter doing his job as leader, clearly under the heavy burden of knowing how much he cares about the girl. But Wrecker being the one to reunite with her first was a delight. That brings us to the other stars of the show, Bane and Fennec. In a series where some of the best bounty hunters gain their longevity in the fandom by simply looking cool, it's great to see a scene with visually arresting characters who also do things. Both Bane and Shand hit hard in Ood's personality, from Bane's western stylings to Shand's steely focus. The sound effects in that fight were great, from punching, hitting, to blasters firing, as were the way blaster bolts left visible scars on the wall. The variety of weapons and tactics they used kept up the energy of the scene so well. I also really believe the show might kill Bane, whose plot armor exists only in the form of unproduced The Clone Wars scripts. He was supposed to appear in a story where he would team up with and then battle Boba Fett, leading to a duel that seemingly resulted in a metal plate now on Bane's head. The episode has real stakes, both physical and emotional. But Cad Bane survives to continue the hunt. I do wish Fennec had a bit more characterization, even with the fact that Star Wars bounty hunters are usually like this. Bounty Lost intersects with Star Wars canon nicely without feeling overstuffed with cameos and gives Omega a chance to shine. Everything is coming together. The show feeling more cohesive. Interesting that it does so in an episode without many of the main characters and with Omega's backstory, a gentle conversation instead of a major revelation. Second topic, Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. Today we're giving our review of one of the newest animated films and part of the DC Universe movie lineup. The DC Universe movie lines have slowly been working its way throughout or through the Batman canon, both directly adapting graphic novels like The Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One, drawing heavily from the work of writers like Grant Morrison and Scott Snyder. With the release of Batman The Long Halloween Part 1, another seminal Batman tale is finally crossed off the list. More importantly, this movie does the story justice in the process. Similar to the Dark Knight Returns movies, The Long Halloween is being split into two parts. It's hard to imagine the source material, a year-long murder mystery centered around a rookie Batman. Captain Jim Gordon, director or district attorney Harvey Dent, and the Falcone crime family being squeezed into a lone 80-minute adaptation. So the two-part approach is definitely warranted. And with part two on the way in July, it's not as if fans have long to wait for the conclusion. That duology format gives the mystery the room it needs to breathe and allows the film to introduce and flesh out all the key characters. In some cases... The movie actually does a better job of developing the supporting cast than the source material itself. Poor pacing used to be the kryptonite of the DC Universe movie lines, but that's been less of an issue with recent projects like Justice Society World War II and Justice League Dark The Apocalypse War. 
part one even manages to find a natural ending point in the midst of this larger, serialized storyline. The only real complaint to level at the movie's handling of the source material is that it's not always immediately clear when the narrative jumps ahead from one holiday to the next. The film could really use some clear-cut chapter breaks. Who knows, maybe we'll get that if and when both parts are re-released as a director's cut version. The Long Halloween also strikes a delicate balance between remaining faithful to the source material while blazing its own trail. Many shots, lines, and scenes are lifted straight out of the graphic novel. However, other scenes might be condensed or expanded. The movie also takes the liberty of sprinkling in a few more action scenes to spice up Batman's ongoing investigation. Fans of the comic may think they know where this mystery is leading, but if 2019's Batman Hush is any, any indication, there's no guarantee the mysterious holiday killer is who and what they appear. The Long Halloween marks the debut of supernatural star Jensen Ackles as Batman. Ackles proves to be a strong casting choice. His story is set at a very specific point in Batman's costume career. He's been on the job long enough to gain some experience, but he's still naive enough to think he can simply pummel Gotham's criminal underworld into submission. Ackles' Batman is scary, while still having a youthful aura about him. It could be argued that Ackles doesn't do enough to differentiate his Bruce Wayne voice from his Batman voice. But to be fair, the story doesn't really provide much opportunity for Bruce's playboy billionaire side to emerge. Apart from Troy Baker's Joker and Alastair Duncan's Alfred, the rest of the voice cast are mostly newcomers to Gotham City. Josh Duhamel's Harvey Dent is another standout and does a great job of conveying the madness slowly growing within Gotham's favorite son. David Dastmalchian also impresses in his one scene as Calendar Man, who in this story is cast as a Hannibal Lecter-esque figure advising Batman and Gordon on their investigation. Baker is as reliable as ever in delivering a very Mark Hamill-inspired take on the clown prince of crime. It would be nice to see some new blood in the Joker department, but on the other hand, the film's climax really calls for that signature Baker-Hamill brand of Joker mania. Visually, the long Halloween features the same animation style employed on both Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and Justice Society, World War II. While the characters themselves don't do enough to recreate the stylized, haunting look of Tim Sale's artwork on the whole, The Long Halloween excels at recreating that comic booky, thick line style while injecting its own Batman flavor into the mix. Fans of Batman, the animated series, will love this rendition of Gotham, a seedy town where Art Deco meets mid-century modern and the sun never ever comes out. The Long Halloween looks as though it could be taking place at any point between 1945 and 1995. And that's a big part of its peak. And now our verdict for Batman the Long Halloween Part 1. While it may not quite meet the high standard of just society, World War II, it's a well-crafted addition to the revamped DC Universe movies line. It faithfully adapts the comic book source material while still veering in its own direction at times.
It's difficult to imagine this adaptation working nearly as well if Warner Brothers Animation had tried to cram the entirety of the long Halloween into one movie. With any luck, part two will be just as successful. topic is our review of this year's Black Widow. Introduced in 2010's Black Iron Man 2, Black Widow is one of the oldest characters in the MCU. While we've seen Natasha Romanoff grow over the past decade from a mysterious spy to a valued member of the Avengers with a connection to Bruce Banner, she's never had the same amount of backstory, explanation, or depth as the characters with their own films. Thankfully, Black Widow changed this and makes the MCU version of Romanoff just as captivating as her comic counterpart. Scarlett Johansson feels at home in the main role and uses her charisma to introduce audiences to a bevy of new characters while going in depth on the villainous Red Room and her origins. While these are, fr- while these are fresh faces, every character introduced feels right at home in the MCU and are exciting additions to the overall mythos. Endgame might have been the end of an era, but Black Widow shows that the future of the MCU is just as bright, and there are plenty of captivating heroes and villains yet to be touched upon. The biggest MCU introduction is of Florence Pugh, who is brilliant as Yelena, a fellow byproduct of the Russian spy program. The film services every bit as Yelena's story as it is for Natasha. She also has some of the best lines, such as when she tells Natasha that they're the same. Although, she's not the killer that little girls call their hero. She, with Pew set to reprise her role in Hawkeye and Natasha meeting her maker in Endgame, it's an exciting start for a new hero. David Harbour offers up a movie-stealing performance, which he often does, as Alexei Shostakov. Harbour's character not only served as a father to Natasha and Yelena, but also was Red Guardian, the disgraced Soviet equivalent to Red Guardian. He's an interesting character as he loathes Western philosophy, hasn't seen his daughters in decades, and has an obsession with Captain America that speaks to his personal insecurity. Watching the leads interact and enjoy on screen as the performances are top-notch. Although... I wish Harbour had a bit more screen time. There is plenty of the signature MCU-style action that fans have come to expect in Black Widow, and there are some impressive set pieces that stack up to the coolest scenes in past films. However, the movie is ultimately about family, and confronting one's past, which gives it a unique feel. The sisterly feel between Pugh and Johansson is brilliant, as there's a competitive edge and some hard feelings after being estranged for so long. The main foils in the film is Taskmaster, who is depicted as a total badass killing machine that ultimately becomes a sympathetic figure. And Red Room head Drakov, who is brilliantly depicted by Ray Winston as a manipulative commander without any moral compass. The conflict here is personal for everyone involved, and it makes them action all the more hard-hitting as a result. 
while the timeline makes it clear Natasha survives, there is plenty of drama and uncertainty in the plot as it plays out over its two-plus-hour runtime that goes by rather quickly. While I wasn't sure if Black Widow was truly needed before watching, it serves as an interesting piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe canon, and is well worth the watch, even if you're just a casual fan. More than just one last time to say goodbye to Johansson's Natasha Romanoff. It's an introduction to several great Marvel heroes and villains, as well as an exciting spy flick in its own right. It's a bit of a shame, as a viewer, that my greatest connection with Romanoff comes after her character's emotional demise, but the added depth to the character will only make her past appearances stand out all the more in retrospect. And I'd give this movie about a B. There's a few minor issues with the film, but it's pretty good compared to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's all we have for this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Let us know what you thought on the topics we covered. Send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And like us on Facebook. Just search Cinema Gold Show. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Or tomorrow. Thank you for watching the Cinema Gold Show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. And like us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. Support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. As always, thank you for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.